0: I'm here with Jim Jeffcoat, uh, two-time Super Bowl defensive end champion for the Dallas Cowboys, a member of the 100 sack Club, and his experience with coaching under Bill Parcells, one of the greatest coaches in NFL history. Now, Jim, before I get to that, let's let's do a little bit of background on you. Uh, You grew up in New Jersey, right? Yeah, I grew up in um, Cliffwood,
1: New Jersey, which is on the Jersey Shore. Uh, it's about 35 minutes south of um, uh, the Meadowlands at that time, and right. uh, at that time it was called the Meadowlands, and that's where I grew up at, so it wasn't far from um, Giants Stadium. Met and, like
0: me, and and like me, you you uh grew up a New York Giants fan, correct?
1: Yes, I did grow up a New York Giants fan, obviously, that was the You had the choice between the Giants or the Jets. And the Giants actually were in New Jersey uh, before the Jets when the Jets used to be at um, uh, Shea Stadium in New York. So that's why I picked the Giants.
0: (laughs) Now, you didn't have the same relationship that Phil McConkie or Byron had. They were players under Bill Parcells. You played – against Bill Parcells. And let's step back for a minute. You went to high school in New Jersey, correct?
1: Yes, I went to uh, Madeline High
0: School, which is on the Jersey Shore. And you went to college, was it uh, Arizona? Arizona State. State. And you were drafted in 1983 with that great group of quarterbacks? Yes, and I was the uh, 23rd pick in the first round. Okay, twenty third pick. So that's they 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 really liked you in Dallas. I, I heard uh, that the Raiders were also interested in you. Yes, the
1: Raiders were interested in me. They called me, and I thought I'd be going to the Raiders, and then the Chiefs. I think they will not take me in the second round because they had already drafted Todd Blackledge, and they had right. called me to make sure I'd be on near the phone for the rest of the day.
0: Okay. And Dallas, of course, uh, drafted you um, in 1983. Uh, you, were, you were young, but you still were starting uh, alongside Not some of the Dallas. No? Not
1: no. as a uh, rookie, I didn't. I started my second year. Second. Uh, Harvey Martin um, was the start of my rookie year.
0: And you played alongside uh, some of the greats, Tutal Jones, Randy White, as you mentioned, Harvey Martin, correct? Yes, that is true. Okay, and, and of course, the Giants back in those days, 83, they didn't have a good year. 84, they kind of got better. But in 86, they won the Super Bowl and had one of the best defenses in the league. Um, what was it like when, when the Cowboys played the uh, Giants back then? Well, obviously,
1: it was uh, competitive because uh, – Tom Landry, the head coach at the Cowboys at that time, played for the New York Giants, right. so I'm sure he took that game a little bit more, well, a little more serious than other games. Obviously, being in New York, and we had Dick Nolan, who also played for um, the New York Giants, and he was the Marlboro man. I remember seeing him as a kid; he'd have the cigarette, and the smoke would be coming out of it, out of the billboard. Right. So. You knew the first thing I knew about the Cowboys was Dick Nolan, actually, when he was a defensive back coach.
0: Even though the Giants won the majority of games back then, you guys were very competitive, as you said, and you had big games against the Giants, sack and fill. Well, I, I wouldn't say they won the majority of
1: games. Um, we had a pretty good – I ran two touchdowns back to him. I right. had big uh, sack games against them. Um, and there were times, but they I don't think in that era they beat us twice in a year,
0: even in their Super Bowl years. Wow. Good. All right. Um, so you you basically you Parcells, you feel anyway, had something against you when you went there because you played so well against them. I really do as uh as a, um I coach for them
1: and to be honest with you. It was the most miserable time I ever had coaching. He was – I don't know what it was, and I could give you examples of things that he did. And uh, it was – it wasn't a good time
0: um, to be at the Cowboys with him as the head coach. Wow. Um, So do you remember when you first met Parcells, uh, what he said to you, what your thoughts were? Well, he didn't
1: really say he seemed like a pleasant guy when I first met him. And that's what the ironic thing is. I told him I was originally from New Jersey. I didn't tell him I was um, a Giants fan, Uh, but I told him I grew up in New Jersey. I grew up not that far from um, the stadium. And actually, um, the first college game I saw there was Arizona State playing Rutgers. So that was my first time at the Mel lambs and um he seemed play he seemed all right it was just the disguise
0: so okay was what was gonna come who were the leaders on that dallas cowboy team uh that you coached i had a
1: coach yeah uh greg ellis was one of them um darren woodson was another one um offense and uh emmett wasn't there anymore um Really didn't have a lot of uh, guys on it. Quincy Carter was the uh, quarterback. And uh, he actually, believe it or not, he took us to um, a playoff game. In right. The first year that Parcells was there. But there wasn't a Jason Whitten was there. He was um, a rookie, and he broke his um, uh, jaw. He played the whole year with a broken jaw. Tony Roma was there, but he was um, an undrafted free agent.
0: Um. Did did he treat all the, the players the same uh, on the Dallas Cowboys? No. No,
1: what he would do is with the first rounders especially, um, he would uh, have them bring him water each day for practice. They would have to bring him water and stuff like that. And um, uh, Terrence Newman was a draft pick. I'm trying to think. Uh, there were a couple other ones that he did that with. But you know he didn't treat all the players the same. He tried he brought in his players that had played for him, Keyshawn Johnson, Vinny Testaverde, guys like that, he brought them in. Uh Richie um uh the um running back that played for him at
0: the Jets. He always Terry Glenn was another one. Okay. And and he he the, the we the, what made so su- successful was bringing the players because they knew what he wanted in the coaches too, in a lot of cases, uh, Jim, did you bring any coaches over from Dallas? Yes. He brought uh, Todd
1: Haley, Maurice Carthon uh, with him. He brought those coaches with him. Um, uh, Peyton, Sean Peyton didn't coach for him, but he came when he did. And um, he liked to have guys that obviously had coached for him at
0: some point in their careers. so, when when you, you know, when you were to coach another team, I think you coached in college, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, and where was that at? It was it Colorado, Jim, I think?
1: Uh, I coached at the University
0: of Houston. I coached at San Jose State. And then I coached in Colorado. Did you use any of Parcell's coaching techniques when you went to these uh, different schools? He did have some good things, the situational things that he did on Friday
1: because there were some things that you could get situations in. During the year, he had um, things that could help you win. He, would, he attacked um, from hash marks. He had right. certain points he'd run from each hash mark. And on defense, um, he was a guy that we never had problems with no huddle teams because we knew how to rotate, obviously, in the NFL. You have hash marks. The hash marks are a little closer, and when they're on your hash mark closest to you, that's when you substitute. You never substitute on the opposite hash mark. Things like that, and he had uh, parts of the field that you knew as a defensive coach that he was going to try to attack with certain things, and that's from he had from uh, going coming out from the 10 from the. Um, Goal line to the twenty had certain plays. Twenties to the forty, he had certain plays, and then when he was in on their side, he had certain plays. And he Ooh. always ran them off of hash marks.
0: So he was very prepared for a lot of situations during the game. Then, is what you're saying? Yes, right? yes. Um. So, did he have any sayings or thoughts? I heard him say he coaches, coach of coaches, and stuff like that. Um. Was there any sayings that he that you heard him say uh, uh, to you or to any of the coaches or players? Well, he always
1: had sayings. um,
0: That was his
1: thing, and some of them, you know, you can mention, and some you can't. But um, (laughs) he he had sayings about, you know, how just like you said, how he doesn't coach players; he coaches coaches and things of that. Right. And um, sometimes um, his sayings would get him in trouble. Obviously. Because he he said some things, but um, he also um, knew a lot about the game. i have to give him credit for that. He understood football and how to uh, uh, how to get players to play their best. Right.
0: Um, so, what what could you tell some people that they may might not know about uh, Coach Parcells?
1: Well. Um, I heard that from my, my understanding, the coaches that had coached with him previously, he had uh, he had never won a Super Bowl without Bill uh, Belichick, right? And he had been to the playoffs, but he never won a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick. And I think that bothered him when we played the Patriots. Um, Belichick wouldn't even acknowledge him the uh, first time we played them,
0: right? And, and-, and in I know when he came to Dallas Jimmy Johnson um not Jimmy Johnson uh the owner um no, Jerry know, Jerry Jones I mean he gave up a lot of power Jerry Jones likes to be in power he gave up a lot of power to Parcells. and you yeah. guys you guys did go to the playoffs I think you won one or two of those games you yeah, went we went
1: to the playoffs his first year we didn't go the second year right and um he uh he did give him power but it was, you have to understand Jerry was trying to get a stadium at that, at that yep. time. Right. And if you think Jimmy was bad with Jerry, Bill was way worse. I mean, yeah, totally. I totally. <laughs> <But> he <laughs> did that with it. George Young. He did that everywhere he was. Yes. Yes. we welcome. And you can right. see why, because of his personality. Right. Um. And his big thing was said, if I'm going to um, make the meal, I got to buy the groceries. And right. Right. And he had certain things that he always talked about in the draft. He liked to take offensive linemen high. And his reasoning behind that was that uh, most linemen, if they can't make it outside as a tackle, they can go inside. And they're going to play for you, um, you know, uh, seven to ten years. And that was it. He didn't like certain colleges because he thought they were – bad people just because they came from the college. He didn't like certain players because of their backgrounds. And he would say that, but he had some players he loved and they were not good people.
0: Right. Uh, I, yeah. Keyshawn was one of those too, that I, if I can remember. If I remember right. <laughs> yes. Overall, Jim, can, can you describe your experience with coach Parcells overall? It wasn't a good
1: experience. Um, I thought he was like, I can tell you, we were in there studying and preparing uh, for the next day's practice on a Friday. We were in uh, OTAs. And he had, um, he couldn't, he didn't, all he had to do was walk in the back. He could have seen we were in the D line room, myself and uh, Casey Rogers, who coaches for Tampa Bay. And he just got on us about leaving early. We didn't leave, we were in the back studying and things like that. And he'd make a, a mountain out of a molehill on a lot of things. It was just like I had asked the defensive coordinator. I had a player who really had a good week's practice and we were up by 20, 25 points. And during the game, I would ask I asked the defensive coordinator, can I put this player in? I said he's really played hard. He said he had no problem with it. And Bill gets on and starts berating and I'm like, wait a minute! I just asked the defensive coordinator, could I do the things like that? Right. That I mean, it would bother me and stuff, and that was just the way he was.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it seems to me like it seems to me like you didn't like him, but you respected his knowledge. And oh, and there's he, no question about
1: yeah. it. He had knowledge. Of it. He understood the game, but I didn't like him personally because right. I thought, you know he didn't want anybody that had
0: any previous relationship with the Cowboys. Right. So um, we're going to end the interview, Jim. I want to thank you for being honest. I mean, you know, like I said, uh, this is – I didn't do this to have a love fest with Bill Parcells. I know he had a lot of – he's one of my favorite coaches of all time, hands down. Yeah. But I know he had a lot of faults, and, and uh, he wasn't uh, the nicest – uh, guy to a lot of people, I mean, you know, some yeah. people loved them and some people hated them, and that's yeah. uh, and there were coaches the same way, right? There were players that didn't like them, and you know, there were coaches that didn't like them, right? So, uh, again, uh, Jim, thanks for coming on, I appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow night, yes. on J- yes. no, not tomorrow, not oh, tomorrow. Yes, not like tomorrow night, JNB Talking Shop. All right, thanks. Jim, have a great one, buddy. Thanks, all right, you take it easy. Take it easy, buddy. All right. Bye.